This week we'll be talking about all the spooky and fear-inducing games and announcements in the Silent Hill Transmission Showcase, the new eerie but beautiful gameplay and trailer shown for Resident Evil 4 Remake and the Resident Evil Showcase, Platinum asking fans to stop disrespecting Jennifer Hale as the new Bayonetta 3 voice actor, Final Fantasy 16 goes full Crystal Game of Thrones in their latest trailer called Ambition, Apex Legend releases their new trans hero, how much the PS5 DualSense Edge will cost, and if it will really be worth it, game impressions for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 story campaign, Plague Tale Requiem, Marvel Slap, Valorant, and more on Season 6, Episode 41 of Press X to Start Podcast. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Badgers, a.k.a. Gaz with the Gas. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. What the MF stand for? Bring back the old ghost. I hate this <laughs> new dude, bro, with his Halloween mask. F him. Oh, my gosh. It is, it is funny. It's hilarious to look at. We'll get I'm not letting it go. <laughs> and then last up... Hey, everyone. It's me, Avery. Nailed it. All right. Now you know who we are. Press X Start Podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest game news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. If you like what we do and you're watching on YouTube, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, and hitting the notification bell. If you are listening, we would appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you are tuned in on. If you want to join the conversation, you can join on our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. I wanted to give a special shout out to Depot, who has joined our conversation. So, listener, what's your excuse? I didn't hear one, so make sure you join it. Do it. All right. Um, we, we, have a, we have a lot going on today, so we're not even going to do the review and stuff. So, you know, we got the reviews. Check the reviews out. Become one of the cool people to leave a review. And then we'll read your review. Do it. You already know what it is. All right. With that being said, let us jump in to the quick hits. Avery, what's happening? Uh, yeah. So this first story is from VGC. This is from Chris Scullion. Platinum publicly backs Bane a new voice actor attempts to defuse ongoing debate. So last week, we talked about Helena Taylor, the previous voice actor for Bayonetta, coming out with a three-part Twitter uh, video that I did some, what I like to call, armchair investigative journalism on to figure out the, the veracity. Hey, that's and what deep... the rest of the industry does. It's okay. He nailed it. What? <laughs> I said, that's what the rest of the industry does. You're, you're leagues and bounds ahead of the rest of the industry. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did my own little investigation beforehand. I don't have any real sources, so I just had to go off information I could get from the sources. So it was Helena Taylor, and it was Hideki Kamiya, the creative lead for Platinum Games at this point. And Hideki was popping off on Twitter, being his normal uh, self, and so it really laid a lot of credence to what Helena was talking about. Uh, after the fact, a report from Jason Stryer and I believe VGC came out that verified some details in Helena's statement that weren't uh, sort of uh, clarified. One, that the $4,000 she was offered, quote unquote, was per session and that she was being 
contracted for at least three sessions at around four to five K and which ended up would be a grand total of 1500, no 15,000, 15,000 for the entire recording session, which is a much better number, but I don't really know the going rates of voice actors. It still seems yeah. like an insanely low number for the title actress of your game. That's uh, from, one. from, from what I've heard and seen, like that's still a pretty low figure in terms yeah. of, you know, what the game would actually, apparently be. she made less on the first two games, but yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, her actual demands were royalties, which in the video game space isn't, especially when she's so intrinsically the character, I don't think necessarily is a bad idea, but I don't know the economics of Bayonetta to like sit, sit there and be like, oh, how much money do we lose as Platinum Games if we're also having to pay this woman for every sale of this game going forward? Yeah. And then B, she wanted a six-figure salary, which I can see... Well, once again, without recognizing the like economics of video games, I can see why a studio would be like, well, hold the phone about paying you that much money and without knowing the actual like salaries of all the people in regards. Uh, so Helena has come out and refuted all this information uh, and said, hey, this is patently not true. She also weirdly said, at this point, I want to be done with this entire franchise and move on with my life, which at least to me indicates that there is some truth behind all these reports refuting her and that she's trying to deflect from the actual discourse by saying, I'm done with this, moving on. Uh, Jennifer Hale immediately got attacked for being a part of this, and she put out a, I think it's a bad uh, response to this, in which she said, I'm the number one supporter of all people in voice acting. That being said, uh, a lot of people worked on this game, and uh, please support them in this endeavor. Which was a very both sides of this situation without being clear on everything. She indicates she's under an NDA and can't really talk about anything, but it would have read a much cleaner letter that didn't displace any actual blame on anyone and say, these are the things I stand for, and stop. She didn't need to add yeah. the, also the, the crew who worked on this is hardworking, which I think is a mismatch from there. Platinum was relatively quiet about all of this up until like a couple days ago, where they finally put out a message. I'm going to read the message in full. We at Platinum Games offer our sincerest appreciation to everyone who has contributed to creating the Bayonetta series over the years, as well as the community that has served as its foundation. We give our full support to Jennifer Hale as the new Bayonetta and align with everything in her statement. We ask people to refrain from any further comments that would disrespect Jennifer or any other contributors to the series. So this is essentially their final statement on this matter. And for the most part, this is going to be the final statement for everything going forward, Bayonetta. And whether the game does well now, whether Helena's words swayed enough people, or whether Jennifer Hale being a big enough person in the video game industry swayed enough people, we'll see. Ultimately, I think her statement rang truer than Jennifer's because of the way yeah. the video game industry works. So we'll see how this impacts the sales for Bayonetta. Yeah, this just gets really, really messy. And it... It it sucks for Jennifer and it sucks for uh, Helena because I'm pretty sure Jennifer is like, I didn't really need to, to like put a foot into this, but I'm, I'm kind of here now. So it's just like, I guess. And it's, well, she, it's she's always, being, yeah, she's being targeted as someone stealing a job. Right, exactly. And then like, I'm pretty sure on her end when she got the job, they platinum probably didn't tell her like, you know, what happened with with Helena. So Why would they need she, to. Exactly. Yeah. Like that, that technically that's not her business to know, but it is just kind of, it sucks now because of how public it is and, you know, what happened with Helena. And 
it's because I don't know for a fact, like if that money stuff was was correct. Because like even Helena came out and said like, oh, that's actually not true. Like that was false. But it's like, okay, well, we don't know. You know, we don't know which side. Is Does she not have anything out. in writing? Why not put it out if she's content on burning bridges? Why not just put out emails, texts, whatever? Because put that would probably. Well, that would, that would probably not only burn a bridge for platinum. They're already burned. Burn bridge. Well, I know. No, I'm saying that would burn a bridge for everything else. Like anything else that you try to get, like they would look at this and be like, mm, mm, that's not really too great for us. So it just sucks. I think they're already doing that. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably I mean, right. Here's the thing. They can't. Because the minute they start coming out in public with their financial information about all the shit they were doing with Helena is the minute they reveal themselves in any other aspect of the industry. That's like the point. fact, like the yeah. point is, the, the reports say that they only offered her $15,000. And if it, what DJ is telling me is correct, that is still an incredibly low number in terms of the voice acting. And that's not good information that you want out there. Like, right. that's a good point. Yeah. What other jobs, what other major games has she contributed to, though? Like, She's looking for Call of Duty numbers off of Bayonetta, and it, it has never sold like that. I don't. I mean, the from thing what, is, from, it's tough. It's tough to it's tough to compare it with anything else because we just don't have that information. And like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like Bayonetta is Bayonetta is a AAA game, but it you know, it's mm-hmm. still a AAA game that is on Nintendo. You know, like it's I don't know. It's tough. Uh, allegedly, just, that's the only to it. one of the few games that she's actually done. She did Dragon oh. Age, Valkyrie Profile. I mean, oh, she did Dragon Age. I, I think this is her biggest role, is yeah. it not? Yes, yes, it is her biggest role. But I mean, like again, like Bayonetta is a well-known and established no, it's character. It, no, it's not. It, no, it's it not. is. It is Platinum's biggest IP. I don't disagree with Avery. What I'm saying is, I feel like because we all know it and we're in this sphere. I'm gonna tell you, remember when they were putting in those ballots for Super Smash Brothers? Bayonetta was put in that game because she won the ballot, and they said we're not going to put in fucking Goku in this game. That's why she was put in the game. So like to say she's to say Bayonetta is not a popular, well-known character is a little bit disingenuous. It's not. That's a small community. The online gaming community, however large you may feel it is, is still a the ballots for community. Super Smash Brothers, Nintendo's biggest game. That, yeah, that's Avery, how many that, people I mean, that, voted that's on that? Huge. How many people voted on it, Avery? I'll look it up because I will argue this. <laughs> I feel like when you're when we're in the thick of things, it feels bigger than it actually is. I mean, I I get what you're saying, Sean. In terms 1. of one point eight million people voted for, that, for that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> for, that's, especially that's a lot of like, people. That's a lot of people. How, <laughs> how many people play video games? Okay, Sean, you can't do that. Sean, how many people have multiple sclerosis? That's especially what you just did. We got the numbers. <laughs> what I'm saying is that's still a small number. That's still a small number. Yeah, in the, in in the, the grand small, scheme of things. No, not really. In the, in the grand scheme of video game selling, 1.8 million is a, is a relatively successful amount of number for yeah. video games. Like We, we can move past this. Yeah. <laughs> Get on my Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> Maya is a well-known character, especially in the Nintendo parlors, and frankly, uh, in video games. She's not the most popular character. I wouldn't put yeah. her in the top 10 video game characters of all time list, because most of those characters were created in 1970. But I will that's say... Ulti- even- that's ultimately what I'm getting at. How many dude bros buy Call of Duty every year? How many of them have heard of Bayonetta? But I mean... 
That's what I'm trying to get at. But that's not yeah, what you're, but but that's like, not what, how many of course that's not clearly what you're talking about. What we're talking about is in the in the grand scheme of Nintendo and who's selling this game, the popularity of Bayonetta, and she's a popular character. I don't disagree that she's not a popular character. Y'all make it seem like she's as popular as Mario. I never said she was a popular no, Mario. No, no, yeah, I, I, I disagree with that. Too. You yeah, made it seem like know. the whole gaming community should have heard of Bayonetta. Not the whole I mean that's what I'm trying to get at. Community, that's like, what I'm getting at. I, I think I think I think y'all like to argue I, with me. That's what. No, you're no, no, no. I, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're arguing a really wrong point. Yeah, <laughs> you trying to backpedal on it, but we can move on. I'm not backpedaling. Double down <laughs> to this day. I'm not backpedaling. You're backpedaling. <laughs> anyway, moving on. You're, what what I would say is Sean's making a point that it's true, but he didn't give us the correct data when he was making his point. <laughs> I was specifically talking about the Nintendo sphere of games. Hell, even bigger than the Nintendo sphere of games, because this game was used to be multi-platform. I think she is a popular character. If I put her yeah. in the, if I said the top 100 characters, yes. If I said the top 50, I could make the argument. Top 10? She might no. be top 50. But then if but yeah, Sean's, but Sean's bringing up Call of Duty, and I'm sitting there like, if we did the top 100 characters, none of the Call of Duty characters are going to be on there. I'm not, I'm yeah. not. You get, you get what I'm trying to say. Guys. Move on. <laughs> Next story. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, our next story is from uh, Kotaku.com. It's, well, our next three stories are a sort of video game announcement roundup. I don't normally like doing this, but I, I think there is enough information to go on these three individual showcases and trailers to talk about them in detail. Our first Wait, one from, uh, before before you jump into that, should we, about the, the whole, like, rumor about the PlayStation showcase that never was? No. I've been on the mindset that there wasn't going to be a showcase. Really? After that second, like, after, when we got that first one in the beginning of the summer, I'm like, there's still a possibility. When we got the second one, I'm like, we're not getting a showcase. Real? Okay. Okay. Because I, I thought there was going to be a showcase, but I, I thought the showcase was going to be focused around PSVR 2. It's easy to say, well, we were gonna, or it's easy to put out a rumor, well, we were gonna, but this. No, no. Well, the, like, I... The only reason why I know of this is because, like, I, I follow Jeff Grubb, and he was saying that there was going to be another showcase before this whole announcement stuff happened. But then he he changed that to it's not going to happen because of the Microsoft and um, the CMA stuff. Like, I guess PlayStation was focused on that more, so so they just didn't they didn't do a show. Well, that this is why I don't want to talk about this. Talk to me because it's, yeah. it's such console war bullshit. The rumor being that. PlayStation wants to uh, appear weaker in the eye of the CMA and all the other regulator boards in regards to the uh, Activision Blizzard deal. And like, uh, they haven't done a showcase to show how all the brand new games they're putting out, which realistically I think is they had a really strong 2022. Their 2023 is all because of a bunch of games being pushed back, pretty much all bit being revealed and they're hard marketing a God of War. Anything else this close to God of War would just be mixed messaging in regards to everything. And, and, like, and like I said, the fact that they ended the last showcase with God of War indicated right. to me that we weren't getting anything afterwards. Okay. I mean, it's like, wow. uh, where there's smoke, there's fire in regards to that rumor. But like, I think it's still a very much a console war bullshit situation. And yeah, I, and like, I, the, the whole appearing week thing, like, I didn't know that. And that's, uh, that's annoying. Okay, we can, we can, we can. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we had the, uh, Resident Evil 4 showcase, which they talked about more about the uh, the new story DLC for Resident Evil 8, the uh, Rose DLC, which is, I'll, I care about that, but that's whatever. More about the uh, Resident Evil Reverse is still coming out, so that's cool. Uh, 
it, it was a bunch of Resident Evil announcement, but the big coup de grace was that they had a long form uh, look at Resident Evil 4 and impressions came out after the fact uh, about the game, which people got to play essentially the first act of RE4. And from all intents, it looks like this is just in line with the remakes and that this is a very much enhanced version of the old game in any way, shape or form using more modern controls and even more actionized version of the Resident Evil 2 remake, which in turn was more actionized than RE3 remake. Yeah. But the uh, the wolf, though, everyone's been talking about how the wolf is is now dead. And it just I don't I don't know. Man. I just... I've never played RE4. Uh, when the game came out, I wasn't playing Resident Evil games, really. And uh, I watched uh, our friend, me and DJ's mutual friend, Andrew play the end of that game one day when we were hanging out me him and marcus and that's like my only uh like exposure to that game because like i wasn't gonna go back and play it because of how i don't think the controls have aged correctly re4 stands are gonna tell you that it's, it's aged perfectly over the years and i'm like it's probably not especially in the wake of these re2 remakes that being said i played every resident evil since re5 so i'm generally excited in the target audience for this so yeah so in in this remake, um, they have changed the controls where you can actually move and shoot at the same time. So that was something that in, in, Resident Evil, <laughs> in the original Resident Evil 4, you couldn't do that. So you have to plant your feet and fire a gun. So I think that was something that a lot of people talked about and they were happy for. And I'm like, that makes sense because this, this, is, this is a modern remake. So, you know, people are moving and shooting nowadays, you know, so. Yeah, so I'm looking at the message boards. Apparently, he parried a chainsaw with a knife. Yes. Yeah, you never did that before, Sean. You need to go out more. <laughs> like I, like I said, the remake will feature a more actionized version of the RE2, so that you're going to see Leon doing a bunch of moves and actions that he straight up could not do in RE2 remake mm -hmm. because of the nature of this. Where if I can remember my RE4 like just glancery fucking knowledge, it's a game where you're going to be attacked with hordes of enemies instead of like targeted small groups of enemies yeah oh there's also um there's also stealth in this now so you know you can go around people but yeah as as Avery was saying this is going to be more actiony so that's cool I, like i never played re4 i'm not getting this but um yeah like are you are you guys gonna get this yeah i said i'm going i'm gonna get oh okay three. sorry i missed that yeah, I don't love uh, Resident Evil like that. It's okay. I may try it. I'll play the beta. I'll play the demo. I'll play the trial. <laughs> you go put some extra PlayStation. Come on, yeah. do it, you cowards. But I, I do have a uh, a friend of mine that just loves, loves, loves all the Resident Evil stuff. So I know he's gonna get this. I think he was yeah. hell. I know he got hell excited if he saw this uh, showcase. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, and it's. I think. That's cool because a lot of people was asking for this remake. So now it's here. So you guys better support it. You know what I mean? But yeah, what is next, Avery? Yeah, I'm going to call an audible in regards to the uh, fucking show notes. And I'm going to keep uh -oh. it on the spooky train. And so oh. we're going to talk about uh, Silent Hill. So this is also from Kotaku. This is their roundup of the Silent Hill showcase. So this is from uh, Levi. Mm yeah, I'm gonna call it Levi Winslow. After years of no Silent Hill, Konami just opened the floodgates. So we got a uh, deluge of Silent Hill information. 
I've never played a Silent Hill game in the Resident Evil versus Silent Hill camp. I've only played Resident Evil games. Uh, Silent Hill games are too spooky for me. I've watched someone play Silent Hill 2 in its entirety, like just sitting on the couch next to them play it. But like in regards to actually playing these games, I haven't. So like I'm not the target audience for this remake. Uh, but generally speaking, the big thing is that we're getting multiple Silent yeah. Hill projects, not just yeah, one lot. or two. It's like, hey, we're also making a sequel to one of the movies that came out. I, I think specifically the first and not the second, even though I, I'm i not going to judge the quality of those movies. I think the first one's legitimately <laughs> a really good horror movie, and the second one is a dumb, bad, fun, grindhouse sort of a horror film. Which one had the um, the vagina tentacles? Oh, it's been 10 years, bro. I can't even tell you which yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's really the only thing I remember because I saw that scene. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what? And then I was like, was this actually in the in the game? And I don't think it was in the game. I think it was something they add to the movies for effect. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so, I like like Avery, I also don't play Silent Hill, but you know, no surprise there because I don't play horror games. So uh, well, another project they talked about is Silent Hill Townfall was going to be developed by Observation and Stories Untold developer No Code, which there's not much information on that. But hey, it's another Silent Hill game, which is probably their, their game plan is probably going to be a new Silent Hill game every year for the next several years, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, yeah. One of the big things they talked about was a Silent Hill game called Ascension, which is going to be like an Until Dawn like game where the fans get to shape the narrative, which seems incredibly ambitious. and okay uh the most interesting news was they showed a trailer uh for silent hill f which is going to be essentially the next mainline silent hill game it's a silent hill japan game that i think was hinted about a while ago where yes. from what it sounds like it looks like a fatal frame game yes so this I, this oh also um i'm playing the trailer i'm going to stop before the like one minute and 12 mark because if you have tryptophobia like there's a there's a point and like i i i have it so there was a point in this where there's a bunch of like hands and stuff on the ground and the hands opened up little holes and i was like what the fuck this is not cool this is not okay so yeah that's the thing that happens in this so that's a warning to you if you want to watch this trailer you're forewarned okay uh, well yeah so it looks like a uh a, a fail frame game once again, Silent Hill is not my jam, so I'm not, not really interested in this. So I'm just going to, like, wait and see on the sidelines, see how this plays out. Maybe maybe 10 years down the line when, like, these games don't matter anymore, I'll play them. Yeah. But the biggest news out of this is that they're remaking Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the team they chose to do it is Bloober Team. If you're not aware of Bloober Team, they are the team who make the Layers of Fear horror games. They also made the uh, Blair Witch game that was a couple years ago. And they also made The Medium. Now, I'm not going to shit-talk Bloober Team, because I think they're actually talented group of developers, but they're not the team I would have in mind if I wanted to Resident Evil 2, Silent Hill 2, that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I meant to do this before the cast, but the medium didn't score that high on metacritic right no the medium was one of those games that xbox touted out to like show the strength of their game and like oh man you get to flip between worlds this is so cool how's this game working and then i played it on pc and i'm like oh it's working because it's not as expensive as you think it is it's also not that in the vein of a game like kenna it it's very much a ps2 ps3 game in regards to design and control 
I'm I'm Metacritic. I got a 75 for PC, 71 for consoles or for Xbox. So yeah, not really starting too strong on that one. Yeah, but like I don't have a lot of like fondness for Bloober Team and their work, and so like them working on this isn't exciting me. That being said, they have the framework, they have the assets, they have all the things they need to do to just do a Demon Souls remake or or a Last of Us Part One remake and just like try and keep the spirit of that game as close as possible. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think this is really interesting. And for all the Silent Hill people out there who, you know, was happy but also sad to see all the Resident Evil, you know, remakes coming back, hey, you get your remakes now. So hopefully this turns out well. Hopefully Blooper Team, you know, they're able to make this game and and, and kind of... Uh, rebuild their image from the medium because I heard a lot of stuff about it and then how I don't because I, I didn't was, play it. I, was that one of their original creations or yes. were they contracted? No, it yeah. was it was it was one of the original creations and it was a uh, game. It was like in the early thirds of the Xbox Series X. It was like oh, it's our every game is on here is on Game Pass. It was one of those things they touted out before pre-launch games kind of situation. Yeah, and then I think one of the biggest lights was how they handled like mental illness in their game or something like that was a thing that a lot of people dinged them for. So yeah. 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 And then our sort of final story in this vein is, this is from Kotaku.com. This is uh, from Ethan Gotch. Final Fantasy 16 goes full Game of Thrones in new trailer. So we got a Final Fantasy 16 uh, trailer. Uh, they call it the ambition trailer. I think this, the existence of the trailer is what sparked the, there must've been a showcase. Why would you just release this information? And I'm like, have you watched PlayStation over the last fucking year? <laughs> they just release shit when they feel like. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I also forgot Silent Hill 2 uh, remake. It's a PlayStation exclusive for the first 12 months, and it won't be coming mm. to uh, Xbox or Game Pass anytime soon. It's only be on yeah. PC. So sorry, Xbox gamers. And this is one of those situations where uh, Phil Spencer is probably going to be banging the drum in the CMA thing about PlayStation keeping games from Xbox, which is a true fact. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, it's not much to say about this. Uh, they didn't really show anything new. They just hey, gave a, uh, uh, I guess, a small, like, uh, I guess, glossary of all the individual kingdoms that you're going to be interacting with in this game. It's still, I've been sold in this game since day one. So, like, n- I glean nothing from this. Yeah. Great yeah, trailer, this, this trailer, this trailer looks amazing. And boy, if you have a thing for crystals, this is a trailer to watch because those crystals are fucking huge. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like it looks cool. It looks super pretty. It looks really, really like like the, the fidelity is like crazy when it comes to the environmental stuff. Um, them talking about the stuff I, like uh, so basically and the the trailer's called ambition and it's essentially talking about the different kingdoms and their archons archons icons Maybe. icons okay archons is genshin impact sorry um and it's like oh this is cool this is a lot of steps a lot of build up as the uh as i said it's like game of thrones and it does feel like game of thrones and that part is super super exciting for me because i think Game of Thrones slash Final Fantasy is a very, very interesting mix. So I I look forward to this. And then on top of that, there is a scene 
where I guess one of the guys is talking and it seems like there is a like undressed lady behind him. I'm like, oh wait, are we gonna get some sex scenes in Final Fantasy 16? Fucking naked. That is a scene that's been in at least two of the other trailers. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no boobies. No boobies. But it's okay though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Cause I think this is rated M, which is a, also a departure for the Final Fantasy games. Cause I think they're before they're like rated teen or whatever. But yeah. That's this. And in, in regards to DJ's last comment about boobies in Final Fantasy, A, have you seen the character Shiva in every Final Fantasy game ever made? And B, <laughs> have you played Final Fantasy X-2? No, I didn't play X-2. <laughs> You're missing out. Dennis! Ace. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sorry for Final Fantasy XVI. Uh, this is, is super cool. I just want to play the game. Uh, I will next year. Yep. So will we all. All right, uh, before we jump into Apex Legends Season 15 and stuff happening there, hey, you subscriber, are you joining what you're listening to? If you are, please like this video, hit the subscribe button, and then press that notification bell. Uh, if you are listening to us, please do us a solid pause the podcast, go leave us a review, and then come back to this podcast. I think you can do all of that. Actually, you can probably do all that while you're listening to the podcast. So matter of fact, do that. Hey, look at that. You're multitasking. That's awesome. Um, you know, if you do those things, we'll appreciate it. And you'll be awesome. You'll be more awesome than what you already are. So do it because you want to be awesome. You want to be awesome. All right. Let's get back to this. Yeah. Okay. So this is a story that's just for me and Sean. So I'm sorry, DJ. Uh, have fun for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll be uh, producer. It's okay. Yeah, so Apex Legends has showed off their season 15, which is a weird thing to say now. Like, wow, Apex Legends has lasted for three to four years, 15 seasons going on relatively strong. Uh, I don't have the actual player-based metrics because it's, it's really only EA and Respawn have those metrics, and we've been able to yeah. gain stuff about how, like, oh, how popular it is on Steam, but we all, all know that PC is the least popular platform for any multi-platform game. Uh, all I know is it's super popular on Twitch, and it's been popular on Twitch since inception. It's never, it's never dropped below the top ten. Most I wish games. they would put out those. Um, they used to put out little shorts showing, like you know, this many million people did this. You know, this many, this happened, this happened. At a certain point, the numbers are a dwindling and yeah. less impressive than what mm -hmm. those numbers. Like that, you use that to amp like hype up people. Like, oh, this is the hottest new thing. But like, unless that number is raised dramatically. Yeah. You can't release that same trailer again because, like, oh, it's the same number. Nothing's changed. And, ca and capitalism has always told me that everything's got to be growing. Gotta, everything's got to be exponential. Out of that, you make shit up, which is what everyone does. <laughs> I'd be fine with they, it. E what everyone does when they make up awards. One million players have played Bangalore. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, but anyway, anyway. Yeah. So they showed off their season 15, which is going to include a brand new map. A brand new legend. Uh, yeah, and the brand new legend. We're not getting a brand new gun, uh, as far as I'm aware of. But the brand new map is... Uh, uh, it's not series. Fuck. We're playing on the, the moon of Boreas. There we go. Mm -hmm. I think it's Boreas. We're playing on the moon. Uh, and then we're getting a brand new legend named Catalyst. Catalyst is very much a trans woman character. Which is really funny how, like, in all of these hero shooter F games, Apex Legends has essentially... The most diverse... Okay. The most by far, and like I'm pretty sure they are the first to feature a trans character as a hero in the game. 
League of Legends would have been first, but they were cowards and didn't make Kalia trans. So Apex Legends beat them to that. Hey, um, hey, hey. Overwatch will have a trans character next season. <laughs> As, uh, I'm teasing based off of the way they just threw Soldier 76 out there. Hey, by the way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, by that logic, but like, yeah, uh, Catalyst seems cool in that he appears to be a defense legend. If the trailer is true, that hard counters the scan meta that we've existed in for the last since they buffed Bloodhound like seven or eight seasons ago, which is going she, to be she uses the what is that? The arrow fluid, yeah, there it is. That okay, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. That's a yeah. cool, uh intertwine of, of science stuff with uh yeah games. but like her what okay so she's one of those characters who leaked ages ago and so i've always known about her and her abilities i just didn't know what would change from here and now because a lot of shit has changed remember yeah. uh mad maggie used to be the hazaria character and that changed dramatically <laughs> she went from polish to maori uh but uh no well i'm a little bit wrong with my uh cultural nomenclature right there so i apologize for that i just can't remember the exact term for where she's from mm. uh mm. and i know there's an actual difference between maori and other polynesian uh ethnic groups but back to catalyst her original ultimate was that she created a like tower of ferro fluid that boosted her into the air and gave you instant high ground which was very much horizon except there was going to be a tower there but they seem to have changed that to a sort of like a wall i'm gonna I'm use a yeah a wall from valorant but the cool thing is it seems to block scan abilities so like i really want to see if this character is good and competitive it looks like you can shoot through it but not walk through it if well it seems to have a slow mm-hmm. which is why i'm saying it like valorant so yeah so that would be interesting i really want to see how this affects competitive because competitive has been in a scan meta for the last fucking ever since they not even since they buffed bloodhound since one team decided, hey, we don't want to play Watson, let's play Bloodhound, and then <laughs> Respawn buffed Bloodhound, and said everyone is playing Bloodhound, and then they created Seer, and Seer was a problem, and then they nerfed Seer, then everyone went back to Bloodhound, and then someone realized Seer is still good, and now everyone's playing Seer. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if they uh, switch out a character to make Seer obsolete and what that does to the competitive meta. But yeah, she seems fun. Uh, uh, the only issue is she's into astrology. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you can't play as her or be your friend because she's in astrology. I don't know, man. It's a hard... Uh, that's, that might be my hard limit. I mean, I really hate the Zodiac bullshit in real life. <laughs> I'm a player, though. Begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. They're also introducing a gifting in the game. Yeah. Which uh, it's where I can go to my store, I can buy something, and it will show up in someone else's account and not mine. Is it like a random person or a person you pick? No, they have to be your friends. Person you pick. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You won't be able to gift Apex coins or thematic pack collection event items. Hmm. So I guess everything else. So I, I know what I'll be, as, I know what I'll be getting Avery for his birthday. I have the Watson heirloom. There's, there's no nothing I want anymore. <laughs> as long as there is a um are you sure prompt before you actually send the thing out, that's fine. Yeah. Because if 
like that could you can run into some problems if there's no like hey are I mean, you theoretically, theoretically you'd have to buy coins and so you're already going through a like three or four are uh, you sure uh, uh oh is it okay that, that wasn't uh, it. yeah like i mean if you okay. have the coins in your inventory already i'm not yeah. sure how that really works and to your point they should be but from like the actual like oh i want to buy like this is interesting to me because it helps new players get into the game if you're allowed to buy people characters yeah, we could get a uh, Marcus some more characters. Yeah, like I will spend fourteen dollars <laughs> so the Marcus can play X, Y, and Z characters. So when we play, more things will happen. Yeah, because right now Apex has hit the Valorant problem and the uh, League of Legends problem, where they're, they've added more characters than one originally were in the game. So if someone booted up Apex Legends and they played the first six characters, only Bloodhound and Gibraltar. Are good. I feel like at this point they should make the first like ten or so free that were released. I think what was it? A uh, Caustic and Mirage were oh, already the um, seventh and eighth. Yeah, yeah, and they were already DLC at the time. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point, three years in, they should make the first ten or so characters free. To so get real quick, when you, Avery, when you say good, do you mean like meta picks or like? The characters. Yeah. I mean, okay. the characters are good. Mirage is a garbage character. Like anyone oh, who not. plays, anyone <laughs> who plays Mirage, who isn't the most mechanically gifted person in the world, is just asking to get their ass laid out. Uh, All right. Well, I guess I'm decent at Apex. So I'm like, no, he's not that bad. I can use anybody. Bangalore I, 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 is. I will. I will. I will argue this to the cows go home that Bangalore is one of the worst characters in the game. Who she has one of the best passives in the game, but her ult is just more annoying than like good. And very, her, very few people know how to use her kit correctly. And her supportive is like A, can be instantly canceled by all the uh, scan characters who are in the game, and B, a digi threat, which you can just find in the world. And then C, is probably more disruptive to your team than like you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As a uh, lifeline, I will argue this to the top of my home that ever since they got rid of Fast Heal and they fixed the, uh, the, uh, low profile thing for all the legends and they took away her shields <laughs> and they took away her shield from her res is she just bad like like there's so much heals in the map that like her drone is completely useless and then like so many characters have better reses than her now and they don't res out in the open with no protection yeah and then Rafe is just like there's so many characters who are just better than Rafe is now and she's not bad she's just like She's been outclassed by other characters. Yeah, she used to be one of the number one picks. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, that's coming out in, let's say, what, two, three weeks? Uh, last time I checked, there were nine days left in the count, and that was yesterday. So, so yeah, about nine, so about two weeks from, well, yeah, the Tuesday following this one is when we'll get to next season. Mm. And I will yeah. finally play Angry Legends again, because this season was awful. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, our final story, this is from VGC. This is from Tom Ivan. PS5's DualSense Edge controller launches in January for $200. Sony has released a new trailer showing off their customizable features and whatnot. Uh, here's what's coming in the box, as listed by VGC. Uh, the DualSense wireless controller, a USB braided cable, so like not like the plastic that most games come with, uh, right. two standard caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps. So these are the, uh, I guess, the... Uh, and $120. Button. The analog sticks. Uh, two half dome back buttons, two okay. lever back buttons, uh, so the uh, paddles on the back, uh, uh, connector housing, and a carrying case. Okay, and $120. Oh, 
all that comes in it because two hundred dollars for that, like seriously. Uh, I mean, the Xbox yes. Elite controller yes. is around that much. A lot yeah. of gaming controllers. Xbox isn't it one hundred and like seventy? It's one hundred and seventy nine. That's not far off. And the Xbox oh, controller case doesn't charge the controller. This is in the realm. It also of, doesn't. It also doesn't have all the haptic shit that makes the PS Five controller expensive to begin with. Yeah, a lot of pro control. This ain't for you if you are like two hundred dollars. No, the thing is, this should be for me as as a stickler as I am for controls and. The fact that I am on my third PS5 controller, this should be for me. But that's $200. That is so much money for this. Like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Oh. Comparative okay. to the competition, this is right in line with everything else. Go look up how much a, a, a scuff controller costs. Actually, I mean, I'll go look it up. But okay, so the Xbox Elite, can't you customize that? You can customize it now. Okay, so you couldn't before. You couldn't before. Okay, okay. Like, if I could customize it, that would be really cool. But, you're, like... You're not, you're not going to be able to customize this. PlayStation does not have a well, design I know. Pass. I know. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, PlayStation doesn't have that functionality in there. A, a scuff PS5 underwear. Reflex Pro costs 220 You said a lot of words. I don't really... What he's saying I, is the people who are making third-party Pro controllers for PlayStation are yeah. charging $220. Or more. Right. But, I mean... I think I got I, my Astro C40 controller for I shouldn't even. <laughs> and I bought that day fucking one. Marcus got that because like no. <laughs> um, it looks like it's 169 refurbished. I probably bought it for 200 when it first came out. I get that the fact that it's a third party whatever, but like I don't know. I, if you're doesn't... questioning the price, it was never for you. I guess, I guess. This doesn't, this doesn't... They should come this, out with a cheaper back button controller attachment for those people who don't want to spend the $200. I mean, and I think, like, really and truly, that would be the reason why I would get this controller. It would be for the back buttons to see how comfortable they are and how they work. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, if, if this was $180, mm-hmm. I don't know, that still feels too much. <laughs> Once again. DJ, how much do you typically spend for your base PlayStation 5 controller? They're seventy dollars. Seventy. Okay, so seventy dollars. So like anything, like in your mind, one forty. It's double the controller. Okay, I get that because we got these features, but it's two hundred dollars. Like what the fuck? Okay, this is two hundred dollars, and it has more features than third party shit. The the case charges it while it's in the case. I don't. I don't need that. I don't care about. Once again, it's (laughs) not for you. I have a charger that. Please, we gonna keep this to five minutes. Please move on, Avery. (laughs) Yeah, this yeah, ain't for yeah, you, DJ. Yeah, d- d- yeah. <laughs> I, 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 mean, but like, I, I apologize for bad formatting. I didn't know that this would be a pain point for Donald, and we'd be here longer than I originally thought this was. I thought the conversation. Would... No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I just, I just wanted to vent a little about this and surprise. Haha, it was a vent session because mm. I think this is just like I Listen. get it that like it, it might be on par with the competition and stuff, but like, it's, it's more expensive. Than it's the still Xbox just like, controller. Eh. like. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like, are y'all gonna get this? Yes. No, but I was never okay, in the. Well, I was. I was never in the market for a pro. Controller. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that was actually more of a, a Sean question than Avery because I. I do. We, <laughs> I know you guys' experience. But like, yeah. It, like, I was looking forward to get this. Like, I went on record and talking about how I was excited for this controller because that's something I want, especially my, with the swap my, out. My my issue with you that statement just now is you said you were excited for it and then didn't do any mental math in your head with how much is this going to cost in comparison to what they're offering. I was thinking double the controller. No, no, no. I was thinking double the controller. Like, I was, that was where I was like, all right, that makes sense to me. But like, 
because just for the fact that you get to swap out the 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 dual the analog sticks Fix. or whatever it's like okay cool that makes sense because that's my main problem with the controller right now a lot of money goes into engineering swappable parts and making it reliable and making it work again yeah double the controller i'm fine with that. next please, uh, okay, please my, only, my only my only disconnect with the double the controller thing is that like the xbox one isn't double the controller so like in my head that doesn't make the sense xbox elite controller yeah like it's not yeah. double the controller I get that. Double and no price. one's buying the Xbox. Yes, they are. What the <laughs> fuck are you smoking? I'm the most PlayStation person member of this podcast, and even I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize, Xbox. Don't worry. It's over. Uh, George is upset right now. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's that. Like, cool. Like, it's $200. Uh, I'll see. I mean, if I get no, this, no, maybe I'll no. get this. Don't part, even look no. in this direction. We'll be fine I mean, without you. I mean,. We'll see. I, the yeah, thing I, is, yeah, I swear the, to God, if you buy this controller, I'm going to your house and I'm beating you up. <laughs> I'll come and help. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll order pizza. It'll be fun. <laughs> all right, let's let's okay. we're done. We're done. Okay, let's, all right. Done. All right. Um, <laughs> well, that has been our quick kits. And before we get into the games we have been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Hey there, have you been enjoying this episode? You have? Great. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, then do us a favor and leave us a review on the podcast platform you're using. If you're watching this, then like the video, subscribe to our channel, and hit the bell so you won't miss out on any of our future videos. Check out pressx2start.com to find information about us, the podcast, links to all of our social media channels, and to join our Discord. Thanks so much, we appreciate your support. Now back to the podcast. And we are back. Now it is time for us to talk about the games we have been playing. And boy, have we been playing some games. First up, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 story campaign has dropped early for the people who have pre-ordered the game. And Sean and myself have pre-ordered the game and played the story campaign. So here we are. Sean, what was your, I guess, spoiler-free impressions of... Well, have you beat the campaign yet? I am. You know what? I feel like i'm very close but yeah you know how they just like to uh, you're almost there and then twist and yeah here's three yeah. more hours so um right i feel like i'm getting there okay i've been playing it a lot i streamed the first uh two hours roughly on youtube mm-hmm. for those who caught it it's on our channel so check it out it is a very solid entry just like uh what was it 2019 modern warfare mm-hmm this is a sequel from that versus yeah, a yeah, versus like a, a remake from the first Modern Warfare Two. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. It it is it is a very solid entry if you're at all interested in Call of Duty campaigns, which I feel like they always usually hit the mark. So they do. Even even if I did not like the multiplayer each year, the campaign was fairly entertaining, and I feel like this gives you a lot of diverse things to do. Granted. We've done them all before. I mean, you're just shooting a gun. Uh, you're up in yeah. the AC-130. You're up, you know, you're in the water, whatever. But the way they implement it, it just feels very uh, engaging. There's not one I moment where I was just like, I could be playing something else, but I, right. I, I'm just I'm just playing this just to get through it. You know what I mean? No, I'm actually <laughs> legit enjoying it. And, you know, check it out. Yeah. 
for sure. Like I, I'm, I'm on the exact same line as Sean with this. The different things they give you to do in this game, just every new, I guess they don't call it chapters. Like every new mission, I'm just like, okay, oh. this is cool. Oh. I am surfing on a, on a on a truck right now, shooting people. Like this is <laughs> awesome. Like I'm I'm flying this like gunner ship. This is cool. Like I'm doing a stealth mission. This is awesome. Like every time, I'm just like. Okay, I'm having such a great time playing this game. Like, the thing is, Call of Duty campaigns sit in a very weird space in my head where I'm always surprised every time by how much fun I'm having with the campaign. Yeah. Because I play the campaign, I'm over the campaign, and I just play multiplayer. And then my memory becomes of the multiplayer, not necessarily of the story campaigns, unless like something crazy happens, which. Yeah. You know, by the first, they, they by the first couple ones that came out. Exactly, exactly. So for this, it was like, okay, I'll sit and try this out. And then the first mission where it is at nighttime, yeah. and you're playing all of it through like night vision and stuff. And it's like, this not only looks amazingly beautiful, but yeah. also terrifying <laughs> in a way of like, this is so realistic. So that's another thing I want to talk about. For me, um, I think I think the last game I said was like the best looking game was Horizon Forbidden mm-hmm. West for me, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, I think no, this, this surpasses it. Yeah, like this yes. surpasses it in terms of how realistic everything looks and the fact that they they will put characters in your face and they're like, hey, look, we're confident about this shot so much that we will do a zoom on this person's face. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it's just like. Holy crap, like this looks really, really good. Like there was a point where I was playing um and Shreen was watching and Shreen was like, wait, this what do you movie. what like what is this? Yeah. And she was just like, is this the movie? I'm like, this is Call of Duty. She's like, this is Call of Duty. Are you serious? I was like, yeah, this game looks insane. And it's like, I can totally, totally see why they had like 58 studios work on this game. And like four. I, it's not 58 suits. I, I totally made that number up, but it's probably like 57 or something. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> like it, it makes sense. And I'm just like, mm, I'm in a weird position because Activision sucks as a company, but goddamn, this game is great. With uh, Jennifer Hale, hey, a lot of people worked on this, man. Don't. Exactly. Don't... Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where it gets weird because it's like, for me, like, this is, this becomes, what do you call it? Like the uh, 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 American military complex, like fantasy right here. Cause it's just yeah. you're oh, yeah. using all this crazy tech and the enemies you're fighting for the most part, they're not anywhere at your level. So you feel like a superhero when you're like, pull out a heartbeat sensor. Okay. These are five people here. Let me pull out this vent, throw tear gas down and then have them run out. And then my, my person on the, on the hill, like snipes. And it's like, this is insane. And, they give you so much options to like, like how to approach your mission. mission. Yeah, and it's just like, oh man, like I cannot wait until more people play this game because I I see that like on YouTube, not a lot of people are talking about this right now. I guess because it is early campaign and people aren't nec- they didn't really pre-order this because it's like, well, it's campaign, so we'll just kind of see how it goes before. I think my only complaint is. Uh... The line between realism and fun in a video game. It is hard to see a lot of the enemies in this game a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. I last and night I was playing 
Okay, mm-hmm. continue. I didn't read it. No, I was gonna say I understand in real life you're not gonna see the enemy hiding in the ghillie suit in the grass or in a tree yeah. line or whatever. I get that. You still gotta balance realism with fun in video games. Yeah, yeah. Like last night I was playing a mission. Um near the end of it I had to reach a church and I played that scene so many times that I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm I'm dropping the difficulty. Like I'm running through this because I just cannot be like and the thing is like you're supposed to stealth it and it's like, all right, I get that, but I don't feel like spending the time to like wait for people to walk by and like throw bottles and stuff. And it's like, I don't and yeah, I'm I'm saying all the stuff, throw bottles and stealthing because there is a New mechanic of section, put, yo, and I'm just like, because like when you said it, I was just like, oh, okay, because he talked about, bro, that whole thing was so stressed, like it was so stressful. I'm just like, they got oh you collecting God. bleach and metal and bindings, Avery, and bottles to throw, and you're making Molotovs yeah. and little bottles. Like this is this is the last of us. <laughs> like I'm not gonna ruin it, but there is a part where you are in a house. It is pitch black. You have a headlight on your on your um head, and like that's the only way you can see through. And the only thing you hear is soldiers outside like talking, and then you hear like a a knock on a door, and you're just like, "What the hell?" Like, mm. yeah, this game it it's I it's think solid. when it comes to the game, yeah, when it comes to the game of your discussion, like this is going to be very very interesting where it plays because I think this is this is going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, yeah. although it's Call of Duty and like sixty-eight studios worked on it, so like, kind of, it's kind of weird. That's anyway, surprise people. Anyway, yeah. that was Call of Duty. What um, do you mean? Uh, what? No, yeah, yeah. What do you mean by surprise? Like, are you talking about our game of the year, or are you talking about game of the year at in, in uh, general? I think in general. Oh, okay. okay yeah, well, yeah. The campaign I, I is think, very, very solid this year. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people respects Call of Duty, but they don't necessarily look at call of duty in the way that i think that call of duty is trying to garner the attention this year at least this again, didn't make me say what the fuck like cold war where they had me pick my character race face and all and then i turn out to be an undercover russian spy what how am i a black man <laughs> as an undercover russian spy infiltrating the wh- what drake <laughs> Oh man! Whatever, man. Continue. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Avery, you have been playing a uh, a Plague's Tale. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? I incorporated the title of the game with the things that I was Requiem. There you go. All right. What's up, Avery? What's going on? Okay. So, as of last night, uh, so people listening to this, as of a week ago, I beat a Plague Tale. Oh wow! Uh, didn't expect that. <laughs> How long have we been friends? You're not expecting to be. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, I, I, I did, but I didn't. <laughs> Wait, how long has it been out? Oh, it's been out a couple of days. It's been out since last so. Tuesday. Oh, I thought that released this week. I thought it came out the 18th. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. That's more in line. Okay. So, yeah. what, what's he, your thought? He probably did the New Zealand trick to play it early. <laughs> the New Zealand trick? Is there a New Zealand mm-hmm. trick that I don't know about? If, if I'm guessing, if you trick your PlayStation to think that you live in New Zealand, so theoretically, it's you New Belief, it will allow you to do. Uh, oh, to play that's pretty smart. That's actually really smart. Oh, okay. So, what, was your, what are your thoughts on it, Avery? How, how did you? 
you like the game? You like it more than the first one? Yes, I think this is a fantastic game and a fantastic uh, sequel to what I think is one of the most underrated games of the last generation. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to be a hipster about this because <laughs> I was caping for a Plague Tale Innocence since that game came out. I was like, hey, everyone, if you like XYZ game, check out a Plague Tale. No one did it, so I was super surprised when we got a sequel. People are going to say, oh, I played it when it came on uh, a free I service did. and I got to play it for free. And I'm like, that's great. And I'm glad you played it. But like, I, was, I don't I, think we were talking when it came out originally because I had never uh, heard it again. There are dozens of texts I've sent to Marcus specifically about a Plague Tale Innocence. I'm just saying, I'm saying me specifically, I hadn't yeah. heard of it until it came on PS yeah. Plus. Me and, me and Marcus, well, that's fair. Uh, but me and Marcus have been talking about like games of this genre for like ages, mm-hmm. and I played a Playtale, and I'm like, fucking you, dude, you need to play this game. Uh, so Playtale Requiem takes place six months after a Playtale Innocence, in mm-hmm. which uh, Amicia and her brother Hugo, their, her brother, love interest, Lucas, and her mom have all sort of like, it's, it's complicated. Uh, Sean will remember that Playtale was a bunch of like orphans living in an abandoned castle by themselves. Yeah. And it was Amicia and like three boys who all clearly were into her to various degrees. But like, <laughs> but like nothing ever came for it and most of them died. So like this game sort of begins with like her and Lucas together and they spend a lot of time together. And there's nothing romantic about their relationship. But I'm still remembering the last game and how that went. So I'm just like, okay, this is the dynamic we're working with here. Uh, it starts off six months from there. Uh, they've been able to live in peace, but a series of events uh, transpires that forces them on the run to find a cure for Hugo uh, and, and what that will transpire. So you get a lot. This game is very deep into the meta lore of the world of the Plague Tale. So you get understanding of what's happened to Hugo and things of that nature. From a graphical and fidelity standpoint, they have knocked it out of the park with this game. Like, if you told me yes. this was a double-A game, I would have laughed at you in your face. It's very much a Kenna situation where, like, this team put their whole, like, whole... Put in it. <laughs> yeah, put into, like, the graphical fidelity of this game that you would be shocked if it's a double-A game. It still, mechanically, feels like a double-A game. There's a lot of, like, mechanical movement stuttering issues in which, like, sometimes you'll be like, uh, able to run, and then sometimes you get slowed to a crawl for no real foreseeable reason oh and like nothing a little bit of jank yeah and it's not in the sense like oh i'm there's a sequence i'm running and i'm like no it's like uh moving around the world casually with no danger i'm just like suddenly i'm slowed down by stuff uh i'm not a frame rate guy but the frame rates do fuck up every once in a while and the game is locked at 30 so like when it drops it's very noticeable that it drops but like once again i'm not a frame rate guy i think the game's frame rate is fucking fine uh in terms of like gameplay this is very much an evolution. The game is put into three categories. There's stealth sections where, like, the game wants you to stealth. There are rat puzzle sections where the game gives you a point A and a point B with a bunch of rats around you, and the game gives you a bunch of tools to get through that rat. And then they have murder simulator where they put <laughs> rats, people, in a uh, exit. And tell you the Mitha, hey man, have fun doing it. And people complained about Aloy talking. Yeah, yeah. They have not played a playing style requiem where Amicia comes from the uh, Deacon St. John school of expressing herself, where it's just her screaming at the top of her lungs, the most (laughs) insane things, but people actually hear her. And it's like, it's narratively, it works, but it's very over the top. 
where like Lucas in the corner saying, Amicia, what are you doing? And she's screaming, they're all die. How murder all of them. They're all bombs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. They should have some <laughs> town folks just turn around like, oh my this, God. This is, <laughs> you don't want me? <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, in, wow. ga- in terms of the game's narrative, I really love the story and I really love where it went, specifically in the relationship between Hugo and Amicia. I think they're two very fantastic characters and their bonds with the characters they meet along the way, like characters like, I will minor spoilers, Sophia, minor spoilers, The Wall, and like traveling with them and how like the relationships with them um, blossom and it sort of how it changes the way uh, Amicia and Hugo sort of interact with the world around them. My only critique in regards to the game's narrative, is that this game, unlike a Plague's Tale uh, Innocence, this game doesn't really have a villain. In the Plague's Tale Innocence, it's like, oh, the Inquisition is the villain. A Plague's Tale Requiem, you spend like half the game being like, we're just trying to survive. Then a villain shows up, and then the villain is just kind of the villain. Like, you don't, like, you're introduced to a person, and the person seems skeevy just by the nature of the way the game works. But, like, they don't give you any real indication. It's just a tenor. And then a chapter passes where the character does something creepy, but not evil. And then the next time you see this character, they are 100% a full-blown crazy villain. And it absolutely makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> especially, especially when another what character... You know, especially when another character explains, like, this is why this is happening. And I'm like, how did we get to this part? This is insane. <laughs> But yeah, I really love this game. It's definitely in my top five games of the year. It's probably Ooh. my num. It's probably my number two. Uh, it's actually it's I, <laughs> it's between it and Horizon for my number two. Okay, I can't really I, can see that. I can't really put one over the other right now. I need time to marinate on More this. Time, yeah, yeah. Because like my, I, as I've talked about on multiple occasions, when the beginning of the year, Horizon was my game of the year over Elden Ring. And then I let shit mull over and Horizon dropped down in regards to El- uh, Elden Ring taking number one. And now we're at a period where I'm trying to compare these two, but they're very much apples and oranges. So it's me really trying to differentiate how I'm, how I feel about the game. Yeah. I will say the game has an easy trophy list, but it requires you to play the game twice. And a lot of the one of the major trophies is fucking bugged, and the game doesn't track it in game. So like, I'm probably going to wait to platinum this game instead of platinuming it like as I'm going. Yeah, but yeah, I I'm bad at recommending games because of the way I consume games. But I'm generally I generally enjoy this game. And if you're a fan of the Plague Tale Innocence, you should definitely check out Requiem. Okay, that's awesome. It's a glowing uh, recommendation from Avery. All right, Avery. Valorant. What's happening? I'm going to keep this relatively short because this is just a continuation of me ranting about Valorant last week when they announced Harbor. Mm-hmm. I got to start playing Harbor now, and I'm big time sad because oh, no. <laughs> Harbor is kit is good in theory. And if I had a Valorant team who wanted to execute and, like, build default over what the agent can do i'd be like okay yeah i i have a lot of fun playing this agent but he's awful on defense he can't solo hold a site which is bad especially one for a controller agent he has really no stopping power to keep people from pushing a site uh on attack he's really good on executing and he's really good on retakes but like i like i said he's not a solo controller 
and like he's a Viper alternative, but like Viper's kid is just so strong that why would you play Harbor over Viper? So we'll see what happens for them to buff this character. Uh, I read an I read an interesting theory from a uh, Valorant coach that when they announced his character, they were going to give all of his uh, abilities uh, like a shield, his wave, his wall. And his bubble were all going to have a shield. And that at some point when people heard the rumors and leaks, people freaked out. So they ripped all that shit away from him. And so now he has this weird identity in which he has this one thing that acts as a shield, but it's not that good. Like he has one of the worst smokes in the game in that, like, if you destroy the shield, which takes like eight shots with like a eight shots with a vandal. No, four to eight shots with like one of the main guns, the, the smoke disappears. So it's not a... 15 or 10 second long smoke it's probably like a three to four second smoke so like you're not going to get any real value using it to actually smoke things which sucks so i'm 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 hoping i'm, I'm not even know know what i'm hoping for in regards to buffing and changing this agent going into the future but that's me in harbor right now that's me playing valorant and I, you won't hear me talk about valorant until either a new tournament or a new agent is released so uh, about the whole shield thing was it were people like complaining that it would make him like OP? Was that the issue or? Well, it's the idea that it's a wall that you can't shoot through. One of the characters in the game I play a lot, Astra, her ultimate creates a giant wall that you can't shoot through. So the okay. idea was that, oh, you're giving Astra's ultimate ability to every ability oh, of a single I... agent. And like that might be OP because don't let people tell you different. Astra wall is fucking OP in regards to like cutting off the site and like yeah that, that and, makes sense and, and executes so it's like right. giving it to this agent as a part of all of his abilities would be insane okay okay so you you agree with that about not giving him the shields but it just kind of i think you either yeah. in his current state with like the fact that he has like probably the least amount of utility out of every character in that like every one of his abilities is a one-time use ability and his recharge ability has like a 45 second cooldown or some shit so it's like, if I'm playing Harbor and I use all of my abilities on the execute, like, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. How long do you think before they do anything about that? Like, I know uh, Overwatch 2, Junker Queen in the beta was ridiculous, and then they changed her upon release. Or, like, Apex, we'll get a new character, and then, like, they'll tone it down within, you know, two to three weeks. Uh, actually, they've only... They've before, only they, wait, wait, they've before, you, before you answer, Avery, before you answer... Here's the thing that I did have no idea about Overwatch 2, and I'm pretty sure Avery, you know. But uh, Bastion is not in the game. They took it out because of a bug. Yeah. Him and I think Torbjorn for a while were just out because of the bug. Oh, Torbjorn. Mm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, okay, uh, yeah. Apex, they only hotfixed the character once, and that was Seer. For the most part, every other character that they've released super strong, there's yeah. been a long period of time where we didn't see any nerfs or changes to those characters. Mm. Like I'm talking you. about Horizon at release. Horizon at least was like a full-on monster for like, I wouldn't say an entire season and a half before they decided, oh, we need to tone down this character. But uh, Valorant is all about balance. And if you make Harbor too strong, he edges out all the other controllers. And they already did their big controller patch like two, like uh, I want to say two seasons of Valorant ago. So I think, I don't think we're going to see any Harbor changes till next year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I feel like that's a waste of development time than if you're going to introduce a character. I mean, who, it like, feels the, like is useless, I mean, as you said. Yoru has been, Yoru was useless for like a full on year when that character was released. 
Uh, Viper was like a full year before the character of Viper. She was in the game from the beginning with like a character that everyone's like, oh, we need to play this character. This character is good. So like they're very much a very slow on the bounces kind of thing. And it's also something that they tell you way in advance that they're bouncing. So like they're going to wait a long time to get a lot of play data with Harbor before they make any changes to his kit. Makes sense. Okay. I, I, will say, I will tell you that Chamber, the character who is the current menace of the game, and Astra, who was a menace of the game at her release, took them like a full-on year for Astra to change her in any meaningful way so that people could play any other controller, and Chamber is still broken. Oh, damn. All right. Um, well, it's back to me, guys. It's back to me. I have been playing a mobile game of sorts called Marvel Snap. You've probably seen ads with Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, it's free to play. That means that there are microtransactions in the game. Um, I have spent. Ooh, I've spent probably like five hours or so into this game. Maybe a little more than that. I got to tell you, I'm having a good time in this game. Like, I am surprised with... Because I, I never played Hearthstone. I was never interested in Hearthstone or... I think there was another uh, card game. Yeah. But yeah, I was never interested in Hearthstone. And I just, you know, like this... Because I know Marvel enough to see these characters and be like, Oh, cool, it's Venom. Oh, cool, it's Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, it's Storm. Like, I, I, could, I could play this. Um... Yeah, I'm just I'm having a great time playing this. It's so to describe the game. If you have played Cult of the Lamb and you played that dice game that the uh, that's at the one guy one eyed guys like shop, that's essentially what this game is. I don't know if there was like a like actual name for it or whatever, but that's essentially what this game is. Gwent. Is it? It's not Gwent. No, no, no. But um, yeah. So the way that this game works is that you have it's only six turns, so it takes about anywhere from you know five to six minutes to play a single game, which is perfect. Uh, there are three environmental spaces on the board, and each space you can put up the four cards there. And uh, for turn one, the first environmental space will unlock and it'll tell you what the ability of that space is. So that it might be like on turn five, all the cards here are destroyed or um, if you have no cards here. Yeah, yeah, it it does like a, a random thing. And then on turn two, the second card, the second space unlocks and on turn three, the third space unlocks. So you have to like you, there's no way of knowing like what's going to be the the type of space. So it that's like randomizing. It's like, OK, well, I just kind of have to just adapt to whatever it gives you. And so far from what I've played. There has only been a few repeats, but generally every stage that I've played, there's been a new thing mm-hmm. that's been like, oh, OK, I have never had to deal with this before. And it it does a really, really good job of changing up the gameplay where you look at your cards that you have and you're like, okay, well, this card can work well with this card if I get those in my hand. But then you also have to think about the space and like what's going to happen with the card in the space. 
So it creates a very interesting and like dynamic feel to the game when you're playing it. There's also, and I haven't really experimented with this too much because it seems pretty straightforward, but there's also like once you play enough games, you'll start ranking, like you'll enter the iron league, I think, or the iron rank, and then you start going up from there. Like there's only one mode for this game right now, which is the ladder, which is climb of the ranks. Um, there's another ability where it's called snapping. I bet you can't do it like me. No. I bet you can't do it like me. No. So once you reach iron rank, every game that you play, you're betting like a currency and that currency will help boost or drop your ranking. If you snap, you will double that rank. So if you feel like you're going to win this, you can snap and then the person either has to continue playing or they can retreat. So if they retreat, you well, win. Laffy Taffy playing in the background when you're doing this. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Actually, the music in this game is really good. It's like I because I, I usually play all my games on my phone, like in on mute, because I whatever. That's how I just have my phone. But there was one time I just had it uh on. I was just like, oh wait, this music is actually pretty decent. So I've been playing it with my music now. But um, yeah, so with the snapping thing, that adds a level to the gameplay where you can buff your, you can, I'm sorry, you can bluff your opponent where it's just like, all right, well, I feel like I'm going to win this. So I'm going to snap and go ahead and just bet it. Like, how are you going to react to that? So they might be like, oh, wait, hold up. No, 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 I ain't about this. And they can just retreat immediately. So like they do such a good job of, adding all these little things to the game where it's just like, oh man, this is just, I'm just having a great time playing it. The, the I'm not going to say flip side. The only critique that I have to this is I feel like the leveling up is a little, and I understand why they did this. Like you level up the cards by getting currency after every match you play. The mm-hmm. currency you get is to me, it seems like it's specific to a certain card. So you'll get 10 like level booster things, but for a certain card. So you can't use that, that XP for any other card. So it's like, all right, I guess I'll just level up this card. When you level up a card, the card goes from a flat card to um frame they bust out of the actual frame or turn yeah and then I, like, I as it goes different it. yeah as it goes different levels like they like move and then like it, it, it looks cool like that's a really cool thing I, I like that like you know whatever visually it looks interesting but like and then you have like different like season uh your season pass bar your like your actual like level <laughs> bar. like it's a bunch of different stuff because you know it's a mobile game like bars go up make people happy like that's what it is right yeah listen that's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. So I see that and I get it. And I like how that doesn't influence the actual game that you're playing. So it doesn't feel like uh, if I if I pay for this thing, then like I'm I'm like making it's, my, my it's, it's going to get there, DJ. But I mean, that's the thing, though, because like I'm, I'm five hours in like it, there's a possibility of it being like, all right, well, good you- luck. Now you're going to fight a lot harder people. Are you currently playing? Is the game currently single player only or multiplayer only? As far as I know, it is. It's been multiplayer, but the way that they do it, it's very possible that I'm playing bots at times because it's like you're matchmaking. You find a person, you just play that person, and it. I. 
if I wanted to fake a character, like if I want to make a game and like fake it, like this would be a good way of like, yeah, you found a person. That person's a bot. Just have fun playing the game. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that question. Because like, there's no communication with the person that you're fighting or you're playing against or anything. So, so there's no single player mode in this game is what I'm trying to ask. No, no. I mean, I guess I could try to see if I could play offline and see what happens there. But yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's probably so connected to the internet because the whole battle pass. And, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, um, that's Marvel Snap. I am having a great time playing it, and for what I've played so far, it really hasn't pushed me to want to spend money. It hasn't been like, hey, buy this thing because it's going to help you play the game, like it's 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 been pretty good so far you know maybe by next week it's like oh actually it changed it's really really predatory like oh no but as it is right now it's been good first hit is free brother that's true that's true yeah so the last thing i wanted to uh the last thing i wanted to say is to give a shout out to gbo2 having their first uh tournament so it's the gundam game tournament meister uh, they streamed it on the Gundam channel, and this was kind of a a big thing, but kind of sucks because obviously, you know, it was completely in Japanese. There was no captions, so I was just like, I'm just watching this, like, damn, what are they saying? Like, ugh, I like, and I get it because they're, you know, the size of the studio and stuff. It's like they probably didn't have the money to do the translation and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to see that they're they're running their own tournaments and like yeah. they're using the spectator mode that they had released a few months ago. Uh, actually, probably like six months ago. So it's like okay, they were obviously building to something, and this is the thing that they're building to. And it's also in, this is in line with the reports about them wanting to go in the quote unquote esport direction. So yeah, so that's just cool to see. But yeah, that's it. That's it for me. And I think that is it for the podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as you enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app. That sounds, I feel like I need to flush that out a little bit more. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to your favorite YouTube channel, which is our channel in case you were confused. Uh, again, if you are listening, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you're using. We'll greatly appreciate that. Um, until next time, we'll, we'll be talking about more games, probably more Call of Duty, probably more other things that you will definitely want to listen to. So make sure you check that out. Um, yeah, I think that's it. You know, be safe. Have a great day. Uh, enjoy your water. Um, make sure you drink a lot of it. Stay hydrated. That's important. Uh, wash your hands and play games. Yes. See you later.